avizandum. In Scots law, this term describes the careful consideration given by the judge before an important decision. Join me each week as we explore various topics from a spiritual perspective and take matters avizandum. I'm standing at the center of the world. I'm in Israel. Goodney and I are leading a group from Calvary Church, Charlotte, North Carolina. We've been privileged to come many times to Israel, but being here never fails to be one of the most exciting times of our lives. When we arrived, our Israeli guide said, welcome home. In a sense, he's right. For followers of Jesus Christ, we are at home in Israel, the land of the birth and ministry of our Lord and of his return. I grew up learning the stories of the Bible, most of them taking place right here in Israel. Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, is the most frequently referred to city in all of Scripture. It's the holy city, the joy of the whole earth. The book of Revelation refers to the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. That's in Revelation 21 verse 2. I've been walking in the streets of old Jerusalem, but I'm eagerly anticipating walking in the new Jerusalem. We've had an exciting time in Israel, seeing many biblical sites, reflecting on God's Word, and enjoying rich fellowship with our Calvary group. Lord willing, we'll return to the United States tomorrow. Israel is the strategic center of the world, at the hub of three continents, Asia, Europe, and Africa. To Americans, it's a very small country, but that small piece of real estate has been fought over throughout history and continues to be the most disputed piece of real estate in the world, still at the center of the Middle East crisis. The Jews have built their home in Jerusalem for centuries and made it clear that they will continue to do so. God promised Abraham and his descendants that the land of Canaan would be Israel's land. No nation has been so persecuted throughout its history as the Jewish nation. The Jews were persecuted by Antiochus Epiphanes, persecuted by the Romans, persecuted in medieval Europe, persecuted by the Russians, and most notably, they were persecuted and hated in Nazi Germany during the Holocaust. Heinrich Himmler, the head of the SS, in a speech in 1943 to the government and Nazi party leaders said, this people, he was referring to the Jews, must disappear from the face of the earth. Nearly six million Jews died. One and a half million were children. The Jewish people continue to be hated by many today. Many of their enemies deny Israel's right to exist as a nation. So proportionally, Israel has more enemies than any nation on earth. Also, no nation, regardless of its size or the number of deaths it has caused, has been condemned as often by the United Nations and its constituent bodies as Israel. Yet, over the last 60 years or so, no nation in the world has contributed more per capita to the general welfare of the people of this planet than Israel. Driving through the middle of Israel, we see lush farmland in the middle of the desert. Israel has revolutionized agricultural technologies and water conservation systems. 
and they're one of the world's largest producers of citrus products. And they have shared these discoveries with countries around the world. As of 2022, Israel also has the fifth largest tech ecosystem in the world, with particular areas of focus in cybersecurity and space satellites. At the beginning of our trip, we had an overnight in Tel Aviv, which has become one of the world's most foremost entrepreneurial hotspots. Israel has more high-tech startups per capita than any other nation on earth by far. For such a small country, Israel has flourished despite all of the attacks on it. Clearly, it bears a special place in the purposes of God. So, why such hatred and persecution of tiny Israel? The answer, I believe, doesn't lie in the people themselves, but in the God who has chosen them and loves them. Satan is utterly opposed to the Lord. He hates Israel, just as he also hates the church. In the days of Esther, Haman was responsible for the decree to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all Jews, young and old, women and children. That's Esther 3, verse 13. And anti-Semitism abounds today. Yet, God has preserved the Jewish nation for thousands of years. The re-emergence of the Jews as a sovereign nation is an unprecedented event in the history of mankind. The Jews had been scattered to the four corners of the earth, but after nearly 2,000 years without a homeland, scattered and persecuted, the Jewish sovereign state came into being. On May 14, 1948, Israel became the homeland of the Jewish nation. Isn't that incredible? Thousands of years after God's promises to Abraham, Israel today exists as a nation in spite of attacks from the surrounding nations. And although Israel is mainly in unbelief regarding the Messiah, a remnant of Israel has believed the gospel. God has not rejected his people. God will not revoke his covenantal promises, according to Romans 11. His promises to Israel regarding their future will be fulfilled. God always keeps his promises. So the restoration of Israel is certain. Paul writes in Romans 11, verse 26, And in this way, all Israel will be saved. Paul is not referring to the church, but to ethnic Israel, national Israel. When the Messiah returns with power and glory, Israel will look on him whom they have pierced and will mourn for him in a time of forgiveness. The nation will be saved by confessing that Jesus is Lord, believing that God raised Jesus from the dead. And Israel will be gathered into all of the promised land and bow to Jesus as Messiah and Deliverer. Yes, the dry bones referred to in Ezekiel 37 will live, and the Messiah will reign from Israel, the center of the earth. In chapters 9, 10, and 11 of Romans, after writing about Israel, Paul concludes, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Avizandum. You're listening to the weekly Avizandum podcast from The Verdict, featuring Pastor John Monroe. John is senior pastor at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Listen to John's daily program, The Verdict, on broadcast radio or major podcast platforms. For more information about The Verdict Ministry, visit us online at calvarychurch.com slash theverdict.